they wanted a way to have a sustainable income because they're very family orientated and they really believe in education and they wanted they actually have some amazing products there but they just couldn't get them to market so over the course of the last um four years i've gone back numerous times each year and i've with some of my friends here we've identified certain businesses that really have a, have potential to be loved um, products globally, we feel. And so we, um, Lisa and her husband, Giles, who are a friend of mine, they set up an organisation called the Palestine Hub. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Ford Friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and this is my first podcast series from a new home in Dubai. I am specifically very excited about one particular thing. Our guest on the podcast this week, Kim Thompson from Raw Coffee, the OG specialty coffee in the Middle East. Kim, it is my absolute honor to have you on the podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Lee. Thank you for having me. OG is like old grandmother. No. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's actually the original it's gangster. <laughs> it's oh, the- <laughs> it's <a> gangster. <laughs> Word. Uh, but you, you are the person who started it all here in the Middle East. You're somebody I look up to as a as a person in coffee, also as a woman business owner and a business owner, regardless of the fact that you're a woman or not. Um, there are a lot of reasons I look up to you. I'm deeply privileged to have you on the podcast as my first guest from your home and now my home. And I am... Well, welcome to Dubai. I hope you're going thank to be you. happy here. I thank you. I hope you're ready for it to be a lot longer than you think it's going to be as well because I came here... <laughs> For five years, and it's been nearly 29. Wow. Well, I, I'm kind of okay with that if that's the case. I haven't put any expectations on how long it's going to take, uh, how long I'll be here. I just know it's been my dream to live here for most of my life, and uh, it's really time for me to be very happy. So I've decided that I want to do that here. So I got to say thank you to everybody in the community here in Dubai and in Abu Dhabi. Everybody has been very welcoming and I feel already after like just over a week, it already feels like home. So I'm I'm proud to be here. I'm proud to be able to contribute to the industry here and I'm ready to be of service to anybody who needs my help. I, I love living here for so many reasons and I think, you know, it, there's a bit of a misconception. I know we're not supposed to probably be talking about this, but I'm just going to go it. for it. That you know, being a woman here, it might be a little bit of a harder country to be in, but that's absolutely not the case. Not even slightly um, true. It's so safe and so good to be a woman entrepreneur or business owner here. And you know, my my family's grown up here, and we 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 sent. I've got three daughters, and we sent them away to boarding school for the last couple of years of their schooling wanting to connect them to where we're from and then they, they come back here because you know they love the, mm. the color they love the being able to travel and being so close to things all these school friends come back here so they move back here after the university degrees and they've got all their old friend group here uh, our mutual friend of ours alana shout out to alana mm-hmm. alana mm-hmm. took me to pick up my cargo um And we had a really interesting, uh, well, I observed something really interesting here. There was, there's a a section uh, that says women's seating. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And um, I said to Alana, you know, if this was in the West anywhere, uh, people would look at that as though it was like the kind of segregation that looks down on women and raises up the patriarchy, whereas here it's done as a sign of respect to women. Completely, it is. And, it was beautiful. And older women as well, you get even more respect because yeah. you're seen to be, you know, the matriarch of the family and you're yeah. wise and nurturing. So I, I remember when we first moved here, that used to surprise me as well. The same thing that the, in the old days in the banks, there used to be a woman's line and a men's line. So you would you would go straight to the front of a queue if yeah, you were wow. a female. It, it really... Um... It was, it was amazing how immediate the difference was recognised and how, like, if we were in the West, this would be looked down on. But here it, I feel it very clearly that it's a thing that's done to respect women, to honour women, and to kind of make things easier for women rather than harder for women. And that is definitely something that nobody in the West would believe me <laughs> about. No. But I promise you that's what I'm noticing here. It's true. I've been here for a long time, and you know I should be thinking about retirement. I'm sixty, so but oh, please I'm not. don't. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean as well. Yeah. It's like where will I go? I I haven't got a plan. I've got my golden visa, so I got my golden visa last year, which means congratulations I'm and thank you. And I'm really enjoying it. I'm enjoying the business, so it's 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 a beautiful place to be living and I think looking around the world at the moment with all the chaos yeah. I'm, I'm I'm happy here I feel safe and I'm I'm grateful I think all of us that are living here are, I mean if you can't be happy in Dubai you can't be happy anywhere that's kind mm-hmm. of the way that I feel about about this but speaking of the chaos um, we are here to talk about something really positive amongst the chaos. We are here to talk about your project, Artisans of Palestine. Now, before we start, Mm -hmm. I want people to be very clear what we are not here to talk about. We are not here to talk about politics. Um, And I want to invite people that if you do engage on this conversation on social media, be respectful. Um, And we're not here to politicize anything. We are here to talk about some really, really positive things that Kim is working on uh, with small businesses in Palestine. And we are going to navigate this conversation with respect and um, with a really positive vibe about everything that's going on. And we want to invite you to do the same thing on the internet. Please try as hard as you can to do that. So this series is called The Artisans of Palestine. It's a project that that Kim is working on. And as we move through this five-part series, we're going to introduce you to some of the uh, businesses that are a part of this project. But in today's episode, we're going to talk about what the project is. So, Kim, ha- tell us what The Artisans of Palestine is. How the idea came across. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I went on a guided hiking tour in 2019 with an organization called Golf for Good. And you pay, you raise money, and it's a charity. And I've been to Bhutan and done a hike, and they travel all around the world actually doing these guided hikes. And I thought because it's, you know, a, a country close by, and I come from New Zealand where we're quite a young country, we don't have a lot of history. Mm-hmm. That it would be really interesting to go and being with a group would be, you know, there were, I knew that it wasn't such an easy country to travel in. It would be an easy way to explore. Um, it was an eight-day hike 
we we flew to Jordan and went across the Allenby Bridge. We went into Nablus and we walked down what is called the Heritage Trail. And it's just insane history. It was amazing. Mm. And we stayed with local families. We ate local food. And I think the the goal of anything like that is to try and gently introduce people to an unbiased opinion of of a country Mm -hmm. you know so you go in with your eyes open you make your own decision and the history is insane the amount of civilizations that have lived on that land in Palestine is just it's incredible and Mm. to see those um places with your own eyes it was really a it really affected me and I wasn't expecting it Mm. I really wasn't expecting it and I met some beautiful people uh, that were also on the hike and it was very powerful um not not just to be exposed to people who are living under occupation because for me it was that was challenging to me as a mother Mm. just realizing how lucky I was to have raised my children in the country where we have you know equal rights and Mm -hmm. there is an injustice um and then came home and molded over in my head because obviously being a a business owner, a raw coffee company, we a part of the reason our business is so successful is the people we have working with us, but also our really strong supply chain. Mm. And we travel, we have really good relationships with our coffee farmers. Um, we love that control of not relying on anybody else. We love we feel like that that travel and those relationships we've built is the perk of our industry because we get to mm. go to all these amazing countries and so we have a direct ethical supply chain and it was something that just kept going over and over in my head that, you know, a lot of the people that I met were really, they didn't want charity. They wanted a way to have a sustainable income because they're very family orientated and they really believe in education and they wanted, they actually have some amazing products there, but they just couldn't get them to market. So over the course of the last um, four years, I've gone back numerous times each year and I've, with some of my friends here, we've identified certain businesses that really have a, have potential to be loved um, products globally, we feel. Friends, World of Coffee Dubai is back in 2024 and I am proud to announce that the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Forward will be the official podcast partner for World of Coffee Dubai for the second year in a row. The Roses Village will be a one-of-a-kind destination for all things coffee. As an exhibitor, introduce your artisanal roasts to an international audience and gain valuable insights from their perspective. Visitors, immerse yourself in the celebratory coffee culture experience by sampling exclusive cups, 
poured with passion from cafes worldwide and absorb insights that will elevate your own appreciation of all things coffee. Whether you brew coffee or just love savoring a fine cup, this event gathers the global coffee community under one roof in an amazing city. Join us at World of Coffee Dubai in 2024 at Dubai World Trade Center from the 21st until the 23rd of January. Tickets are available at dubai.worldofcoffee.org or you can contact us on social media for any questions that you might have at mapforward.coffee. Get your tickets now, folks. Come see the podcast being recorded live and we hope to see you in January in Dubai for World of Coffee. And so we, um, Lisa and her husband Giles, who are a friend of mine, they set up an organisation called the Palestine Hub and their, their idea with that is to take businesses, enterprises, which I can talk about some of them later mm-hmm. on, and connect them with a like a mentor or an ambassador. And it's so funny, well, not funny, but my my connection is with a building that I fell in love with in the old part of the city of Nablus. And a young guy, a young boy as we were walking through, just asked us to come into this building and he was selling olive oil soap. And I didn't really know anything about the soap. I knew nothing about the history of the soap, but I fell in love with the building. Like I really fell in love with the building. And so I went back multiple times in the year and I um, tried to create a business plan to reactivate this um, soap factory. some really funny stories with it because I think at the time they weren't even buying olive oil that was from Nablus anymore because it was too expensive. But then I was getting wow. soap made and found out that it was oil from Cyprus or Spain. Um, it was a, it's a it's an incredible incredible industry that was very very important to the region because it was mm. a product that they were making like five thousand tons per year at one stage and they were selling not that not that factory but they had the city there were something like 40 of these factories there's only two that are left and these these buildings are you know four-story high buildings with beautiful stone archways um all the old uh machinery is still on the ground floor um but it's all dilapidated now because it hasn't been used for so long but it's all Mm. it's all there to be able to to um, repair and get it going again, but huge amounts of money. So I went to, um, I presented a, a, an idea to the, the mayor of the, the um, city of Nablus. Actually, it was the deputy mayor because the mayor wasn't there when we arrived. Um, and they have resources that they can allocate for something like this because they want to see the heritage continue, Restored. but it was it was considered to probably only benefit that family rather than the whole town. So that and at the time, the money that they had allocated was being used to raise money for some of the old markets. So it was really good to see that something was happening. Mm-hmm. But basically, it meant for a, a year or two, I was going around in circles, not achieving very much, and then started to get some small production of the soap made, brought it down here, 
and would sell it out each time I would sell it out. And a lot of the people in the UAE know about the soap because their great grandmothers or their grandmothers have been buying the soap. And I think you're originally from Syria. Aren't we you? So have it in Syria. Yeah, 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 yeah. But for some, like I have dry skin, so to use a soap for the first time that actually moisturizes your skin, yeah, it, it changes. Comes, it's it a like, game oh, changer. Wow. Yeah, I had no idea. But honestly, it wasn't. It wasn't originally about the soap, but then the more I learned about it and the more I understood, I really loved it. Mm. Um, I think also realised that there were, it was a lot of energy to go into just help a particular family and various other people that had originally been on that hike, including Lisa and Giles, realised that actually maybe we could make more impact by creating a platform like that we've called now the Artisans of Palestine where we find multiple families that are doing okay. cool things with their products. And that's how the idea started. Um, it's something that is growing organically that we're volunteering for and it might just be partnering a um, interior designer with uh, a young man who's already made, making really good leather products um, but just giving him some tweaks that he may need to make with the designs. And, and the whole thing is really just trying to connect them to a market and then helping them with logistics for that. Um, we're, we're actually quite busy already now down here and we're adding, I think the last trip we made to Palestine was in September mm-hmm. and we, you know, at that stage we didn't know that we would probably be going back for a period of time, but We've, we've been able to make form those relationships and now that there is no tourism and there is probably none of us know how long this conflict, this war is going to continue in Gaza, the, it's even more important to try and help them have a, a, a livelihood. So yeah. we are finding that nearly every weekend now we're at different pop-ups, different markets and we're still able to get um, products shipped down here at the moment. Obviously none from Gaza and the products we had from Gaza we sold very quickly. Um, And I hope one day we will be able to get those products again from wherever those women are if they're alive because they were beautiful, beautiful handicrafts. Um, But yeah. Inshallah they're okay. Yeah. Well, we know they've already lost their homes. Um, but you know, I feel I I'm torn because you know I have employees on my team who are from Ukraine. I have team right. members who are from Myanmar. You know, we buy beautiful coffee from Myanmar. We're very close, and we have friends from the Congo and from Sudan. There's you know, so much going on right now. There's so much going on, and you know, I I think it feels so trivial to be doing anything but I can't not do something because I've seen what happens when you can give someone an income and it's about dignity it's about integrity and humanity it's you know I'm 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 not Muslim but I've lived in the Middle East I've lived in the UAE for nearly 29 years and I was in Bahrain for a couple of years before that but I I feel there's this perception that because I've lived here for so long, I might have a biased view that's mm. more pro-Arab. But actually, 
my counter to that is that I have an unbiased view mm -hmm. because I, I make the decision on my own. I, I can see and I I like to be informed. I I am someone who doesn't see the colour of someone's skin. I, mm -hmm. I don't see their religion and I I make my own decision by the way they act. And before anybody takes a dig at Kim for what she just said, please understand that that comes with love. The idea that when I was in the United States and I would say to people, I don't, I don't see the color of somebody's skin that was – people turn on you for that. People are like, well, you have to see the color of somebody's skin in order to recognize their past. And it's like, look, I, I appreciate that. I'm not saying that there's anything with wrong that with that, yeah. right? Yeah. But what we're saying here is not the opposite of that. What we're saying is that concurrent with that, dealing with people as humans rather than an Israeli human or a Palestinian human, like dealing with people as humans is the perspective that Kim's coming from here. So please, like, just keep the hate out of this conversation. And and if you come at Kim, I'll come for you. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about that. I think I just want – I wanted the opportunity when you suggested this was an option that we could have a discussion. Yeah. I just thought from a humanitarian perspective, yeah. I feel very grateful that – I was able to travel and and I have friends in Palestine. Yep. I've I've gone up to universities with there are 40,000 students in some of the universities and like in Nablus uh, to do design and connect with universities here where architects are um, you know they don't get to work with modern designs up there but mm. the, the the architectural students down here don't get to work with um, really old buildings, heritage buildings. So right. connecting these people. And, you know, there are young women here in the Middle East who are the most incredible, dynamic young women that are, you know, clever engineers. And you would never, you can't say because of coming from this region, you can't categorise everybody. No. Because no. I, that is something that I know is not, that, that's just not true. And I think there's a lot of misconception about the region. And I think the problems that are happening at the moment aren't about religion. Mm, they're about, it's so complex. Like anybody who's like, this side is right and that side is right. Like you just don't understand the complexity of everything and, that's and, going and on. These are regions that are, you know, the region of Palestine. Uh, this is a, a country that was a thoroughfare for all these civilizations. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm, I have, I'm definitely not someone who knows a lot about history, so I'm not going to try and teach mm -hmm. people about history. But I know that, you know, there have been multiple uh, religions. It was a crossroad for trade, for commerce. Different politics have come through there. You've had the Romans. You've had, you know, the British Empire were the last ones. But before that, were there many, many civilizations. Mm -hmm. And then when you're... In Jerusalem, and you see the the walls in Jerusalem because there's been earthquakes. So when they've rebuilt those walls, it's, they're all different sized. Oh, stone, okay. But they're from different civilizations. Wow, it's just insane. And I think there's something like 21 different civilizations that have, you know, at various times lived there. And 
you know, once they were able to live there all together. And, you know, mm. I, I would love to think in the future that that was a, you know, an, an opportunity where different different cultures, different religions could live side by side like they can in many other countries that have been colonised. You know, but I, at the moment, I, I, I know that's a very big ask. But yep. for me, my, my heart is, um, my heart's hurting with what's going on here at the moment. I think we all share that sentiment. And we, mm. you know, th- this is not about what side is right and what side is wrong or whatever. People are dying, you know. Mm. At the end of the day, everyone's hurting about the fact that pe- th- this doesn't need to happen. It, ju- it just shouldn't yeah. be happening. Go ahead. And then that's, in, that's in all these countries with these conflicts yep. around the world. I think what's interesting with social media from my perspective, and I'm not, you know, for years I... I was not. I'm not a fan of social media, actually. Mm-hmm. But it's powerful now when you have. It really is. That are, you know, and, and and potentially this is something that we can expect. Um, uh, maybe both sides of the narrative to be available to us as we try and filter mm-hmm. through all the chaos, because um, we're seeing real life. Truth. I fall asleep at night looking and I wake up in the morning looking. And, you know, at the moment I'm not doing that with some of the conflicts that are going around the world and I don't think I can because emotionally I'm not strong enough to actually be able to do it because to get on with your day-to-day life and not feel purpose because of the waves of grief and guilt, you know, it's. um, I, I think you see the marches going on all around the world and you you can see that there, it's almost like there's a, an awakening going on. Mm. And which, go on. Well, I was just going to say, which I really hope is the case because we don't want to keep living on this planet with all of this conflict happening. No. And and I think I said this to you when I saw you yesterday, one way or another, as hard as it is, this conflict's going to end. I don't think this is going to be another long, 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 long drawn out 20 year conflict like what happened in Afghanistan or whatever it was. This is now that social media is such a big part of this war. um, I feel that this is going to finally be resolved one way or another. And I don't know that that's a terrible thing. I think that that's a, a really great thing because I think people are waking up and people are realizing we don't want to live in these states of these, you know, long drawn out wars where and and occupations and things like this. Uh, one way this is all coming to a head. Especially, especially when, you know, your own country has problems with um, student debt or healthcare or any, you know, that money <laughs> infrastructure. Somewhere yeah. else, yeah, it, it just doesn't make sense, hey. No. And so, and and yes, we all know that you know wars and weaponry makes money for some for yep. some businesses. But I think from a humanitarian perspective, this this awakening of consciousness, I really hope, and there, there can be a positive outcome from all of this. I agree. And we are going to look at the positive impacts of what you guys are doing. Um, now, we've got in the next few episodes, we're going to talk about some of these businesses. I want you guys to look into the show notes and in the show notes will be ways that you can participate. If you can't 
if you can't purchase products from these businesses, go follow them, uh, go connect with the artisans that are a part of this business. Show or them maybe some support. be uh, one of the mentors. Yes. You know? And maybe this is something that can happen in other countries. Yeah. Because, you know, there's, there's products in all these countries where, where if we can connect them to a market, it can make a very big impact. And so let's be a part of that, folks. Like right now a lot of us are feeling incredibly helpless and not knowing how we can contribute. My go-to is kindness. My my go-to is how do I help? How do I be of service? Um, in no matter what the challenging times are, and I invite you to consider that you know how can you be of service? How can you uh, reach out to people who might need some help and might need some kindness? And uh, just you know, be the change that you want to see. I know it sounds so super cliche, but never ever has it been more true than today with all the conflict that's going on in the world. It doesn't cost you anything. It really doesn't cost you anything to be kind to people rather than spitting hate on social media and, you know, needing everybody to hear your perspective on this war that's going on. It it doesn't fix anything for all of us to be sharing our opinions. But when we can start helping secure supply chains and strengthen supply chains and making sure that, you know, the trade routes are happening and whatever it is, that's a form of kindness. So join us in the next episode uh, where we are going to start inviting you into uh, the world of some of these businesses that Kim has been working with through and and her co-founders for Artisans of Palestine. Peace, love and peanut butter. Have an amazing rest of your day, folks. Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Map It Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast, as well as more information on Map It Forward, head to mapitforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.